Hello and welcome to this episode of The Gaming Podcast, the official podcast of Gaming Magazine. You can check out more from Gaming Magazine by visiting GamingMag.com. That's G-A-Y-M-I-N-G-Mag.com. Remember that new episodes of The Gaming Podcast come out every two weeks. If you're new to the podcast, please click subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Now, things are hotting up in the next-gen console stakes and with information now available on the upcoming offerings from both PlayStation and Xbox, it's time to play Console Wars. And to figure out our teraflops, our exclusives, our deals, and our digital-only packages, uh, I'm very excited uh, to be joined by Shay Thompson. Hello. What's a teraflop? I still don't have any answers <laughs> for that question. It's a terrifying flip-flop. <laughs> That's That's it. All I don't know what a teraflop is. Okay. Sidebar to this, we haven't even got into the first conversation. I'm already excusing ourselves. This pod, if, if you came to this podcast seeking a genuinely technical analysis of the uh, packages that are on offer, just turn us off right now. Just, just turn it off. We're a pair of ding dongs <laughs> trying to figure it out because what on earth? <laughs> because all I hear on the sort of the techie forums and the, the sort of the YouTube channels with people with nasally voices is talking about the number of teraflops. And I, I've tried to steer clear of floppy things, to be honest with you, in my life. That's just not my. I think that's a very good like rule for life generally. Yeah. Like, you know, stay clear steer of clear of flops. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate flip flops. I hate other things that flop. Um, yeah, so who knows what a teraflop is? Uh, we don't have any comments, but if we do have comments, then please go and leave an explanation, and I won't read it. Um, so <laughs> we're literally recording this the day after PlayStation announced uh, all of the details around PlayStation Five. We've obviously had earlier presentations from Xbox and PlayStation earlier in the year. There was the big reveal, obviously, in whenever it was, uh, around when the time that E3 was meant to be happening, of the cases. Uh, so we're going to dig into all of that sort of super superfluous stuff and or what's on offer, what we can play, what we can't play. Um, and we'll try, by the end of this little 45-minute period, to come up with some sort of uh, solution, a gaming recommendation, uh, if you will. So let's kick off with the Xbox offerings and yes it, it, it is plural just just to be extra conf, uh, extra uh difficult in the first place and i think that the first thing we have to recognize with xbox is that they can't count no. be- there's no mathematicians at xbox no. hq none at all because no. by my reckoning we've gone from xbox to xbox 360 back to xbox one then one s then one x and now we're going to Series 1. Uh, no, 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 no. Series X and Series S. Do you see how ridiculously complicated this has already got? And they we've said, only got we've I only got past the naming. <laughs> they said, I can't do numbers, so let's just throw in a bunch <laughs> of random words. put some words, words in. Like... But, to help, but to help our consumers understand and differentiate our products, let's make them sound exactly like the existing ones. Just to add to those extra levels of confusion of poor sods that are sort of reading this in the press. I used to work at HMV and I am just, um, I don't think they sell consoles anymore, which thank God, but like, I don't for think all they sell the, much anymore. No, they do not. Um, but for like the game employees, I feel so sorry for them because it's going to be an absolute like madhouse when it comes to like buying this stuff at Christmas because. Like the parents are already confused about games. They're going to come in and be like, well, I want the new Xbox. And it's going to be like, well, here are 20,000 yes. options to yeah, choose from. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one of the thousand options of Xboxes today? <laughs> but don't worry, in two weeks time, they're probably going to release another one. So <sighs> the Series X was announced uh, back in May, June, July, somewhere back in the annals of the pandemic that time has seemed to have just melted altogether. <laughs> and it was revealed to be... Um, I think a cube is a, is a sort of a, a nice way of putting it. Um, it's literally the most definition of a box you could possibly get. Yeah, literally. For, <laughs> like, yeah, like I mean, Shay, almost. Shay hasn't quite grasped the concept of a podcast, <laughs> which is audible only. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for you and you saw it, which is the most important thing. <laughs> so for the, the listeners who can't see our podcast, um, Shay drew a square. And, and yes, it, it's... <laughs> It is basically, um, obviously things come in boxes and, and it is, they they obviously gave that job to someone who was desperate to get down the pub and was like, yep, that's a box, let's go. 
just for a bit of variety we'll put a hole through the middle uh to help to help with a fan and and that's that um that's i mean it's functional it, it, it yeah it exists it's there i suppose As- aesthetically i think i quite like it mm. it's like, very I'm, clean as well yes yeah yeah, I, I, I'm not a big, as, as we'll come on to talk about the PlayStation 5, um, I'm not a massive sort of fan of like overly stylized mm. pieces anyway. Um, but I quite like the idea. I like the idea of the vertical kind of stack. Um, that was cute. And so that's kind of what we've been running at since whenever that was announced back in sort of May, June time. And I think Xbox, I think it's fair to say across the board, Xbox have had the drop on PlayStation in terms of they did the first reveal we had the first look at what the box was um and obviously they they tweeted out um last week relative time that uh, about the pricing structure and everything else so and they've they certainly been ahead of things really well i have to say like they i thought they did i thought it was very modest yeah because i mean they, they had their information leaked and i having like i know people who work mm. at xbox they you know worked on the campaign to like release the prices for months and then to have it leaked it was like oh no but i think I what, what what they did like with the memes and stuff and like were able to spin it into this really positive thing i think it ended up working out really well for them so i have to sort of give them their like give them their flowers for turning absolutely yeah. and yeah so i think the x technologically very much next gen 4k outputs um however many teraflops don't really interested um up to a terabyte hard drive on board um but also expandable as well um they're bringing on some solid state uh special um cards and whatever else that can plug into it so we're going back to the old days of memory cards which is amazing um and yeah that's all like super high power the the reason i'm being quite flippant by the way about xbox versus playstation in terms of technological stuff is really when you put the two side by side there is a, a tiniest of difference so I, I think realistically, I think it's clear from the get-go, this was always about looks, feels, structure, the games they're releasing with them, their exclusives, uh, and the, the benefits that will come onto that goes around the outside of it. I don't think it's a, a case that one was going to be horrendously outdoing the other one. That's why so. the console wars never made sense to me and why I sort of laughed at them, even though I... I won't say I've got an allegiance, but we'll get into it later on. Like they pretty much do the same thing in terms of like how they run and stuff and how, you know, how things look. They tend to look pretty similar. So absolutely. And and they and by definition, they have to Mm. because uh, uh, there is very well. Again, we'll get back into this a little bit later on. But realistically, there there isn't that many exclusives that are happening these days. Um, Most things across across um, platform anyway. So if a developer is making a game for the PlayStation 5, they need it to run in a similar kind of way for the Xbox. There's, there, there can't be like a huge step up or step down between the two. So I think comparatively, technologically and performance-wise, there was never going to be a vast uh, differing chasm. Um, what I think surprised everybody, of course, when they released all the prices, was the reveal of another Xbox, um, the Xbox Series S, which... There were rumors flying around when the X was first announced. And I vaguely remember seeing a picture that I thought was official, but it's, it was the internet, so hey. Um, the, the X is obviously a kind of tall tower, whereas there was a rumor that there was going to be like a, a, a real genuine cube version without the drive. Um, and then that was going to be your two options. Um, I don't know what happened there. They obviously had decided to go a slightly different way. So they came up with the S, which is... A kind of a, a shrunken that they they claim it's the smallest Xbox they've ever produced, and it's a it's a kind of shrunken version of the existing Xbox One, um, in white. Of course, it's in white, um, and that is an interesting move by Xbox. I felt you can I, tell by the way my voice is going yeah, up, but I doubt it. <laughs> interesting is a good word because. I mean, like looking at it just on the surface, I'm like, cool. Just as a quick side note, I'm like, I don't understand the push to be like, well, it's the world's smallest Xbox. Like, so? I, d- I don't know who well, PlayStation certainly to. didn't set out to do that, did they? No, absolutely <laughs> not. So, I I mean, sure. Um, but yeah, I think, because when I saw it initially, there were everybody on my timeline on Twitter was like, yes, this is the one I'm going for. It makes the most sense. It's really cheap. It can be like a backup console um for like your sort of xbox exclusives and i was like well that makes sense 
but in terms of its specs that one is like spec slightly it's like a slight downgrade right yeah absolutely yeah. it's not it's not 4k out it's um it's it's half of that it's it's very much a case that um the s has a 10 gigabyte of ram versus 16 in the x the x has got a terabyte storage versus half a uh, half a terabyte 500 gig uh, on the S, um, the S is obviously digital only, so it doesn't actually have uh, a disk drive, so you can't use it for Blu-ray plays. Um, obviously, the X has a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray drive, so there are there are cost savings. I think what for me is interesting as a move is that that is, I think it's clever from Xbox's point of view that they've given what you would probably call another entry point into their architecture and i think we have to think about xbox as an architecture they're not a console because you can play xbox now on many different types of consoles mm. plus pc plus now their streaming service on android tablets and phones so realistically xbox in its broadest term doing air quotes that nobody can see um is 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 an environment it's an ecosystem it's it's a broader kind of feeling than a, a sort of straightforward playstation which is still really just a console yeah. a good console but a console and i think that kind of speaks to what they were i think they this is the sort of streamlined um end goal of what they tried to do when they launched the original xbox one do you remember when it was like connect like you had to have your connect on all the time and everyone was like yes. hell no that's yeah. garbage yeah <laughs> and so a lot of people bounced off of it but i think it was them like really trying to drive home the point that it's not just a console it's like an entertainment system and i think we're sort of seeing that with this smaller console it means that like you know low-income families like are able especially with like their access plan and stuff they're gonna able to they're gonna be able to get this console and have this and even though you know it has less space if you think about it like kids aren't playing super demanding games it's not like they're trying to download like Sekiro or something like mm. they're going to be playing stuff like Minecraft that's you know really not demanding on a system and but don't forget that the the series S does still allow for that 1 terabyte expansion card as well that's true so it, yeah. that it, you do have that capacity mm. but i think what's interesting for me is that um so again just just for context i suppose that my my sort of adult period of my life has been Xbox I was PlayStation as a kid. I switched to Xbox 360. I was Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox One S. Um, yes, I'm cheap. Get over it. And um, but then we'll come. We'll. we'll, we'll I, I, I won't spoil the ending. But um, if I were PlayStation and I perhaps wanted a footprint in the Xbox world and I didn't want to get a PC, um, then I probably would get an S, the Series S. I think I think it's a great way, as you say, of helping people that are either low income or people that just want to make sure that they have like a footprint in that world that might want to play one of the few Xbox exclusives. Um, I think that gives people that little that little entry point rather than having to commit the full sort of 450 quid um, into in, into the Series X. Um absolutely interesting what you said around the uh financing package mm. because xbox is big thing that really i felt this time last week i was such a like a, oh my god xbox is pissed all over playstation <laughs> um because they put a they revealed the price oh well, they didn't necessarily choose to reveal the price but they, yeah. they committed to it and revealed the price but their kind of ace in the hole was the xbox all access and xbox all access is something that's been going in the states for a while but they've just bringing it out to a load of other countries um it's basically a an all-in-one monthly cost that not only is a finance package for a console but it also includes the costs of xbox live and um xbox whatever game it pass. is thank you game pass jesus um oh, i've just been reading too much stuff so literally going from a standing start and again coming back to affordability i think the one s uh, one s jesus the series s oh my god xbox use <laughs> numbers it's jesus fearful. xbox series s on this plan is like 20 pound a month which is just absolutely 
like ridiculous but in a good way like i remember because like the obviously this is no secret i'm not like i'm not shedding you know some industry secrets (laughs) but you know games have gotten so expensive like with time like i remember when games were like like 40 quid and that was a lot so it was like 39.99 i'd have to save up like my lunch money for a month to be able to to afford like the one game that i wanted if i wanted to get it like brand new or like recently new and so and like as we're seeing you know games have gotten more and more expensive as time's gone on so it's nice to have that very very affordable option like that's going to bring it's it's, so it's many almost obscene absolutely yeah. yeah yeah and and i think even the x um that they're obviously the same deal applies with them i think it's 24.99 i'm quote by the way i'm quoting this in in british her majesty's british pounds for for american listeners um this is but it, it still applies that it's still a ludicrously cheap amount of money um on a monthly basis not only for a console but also for the game pass which gets you hundreds of games that you can download because and again we'll come on to playstation in just a sec but the problem with the playstation solution is it's unreliable it's streaming and the selection of games is seems to change by the hour rather than rather than by the month which is what the xbox one does so if you're after something that's easily affordable that get the out of the box has a hundred games at your disposal and gets all the exclusives straight away tell me why came out uh two weeks ago if you're on game pass you got it a few days early than uh commercially available so i mean it's just it's an utter no-brainer if that's what you want if that's what you want exactly that um yeah because i think again that sort of um playstation loyalty was very very apparent in me even when i worked at xbox because i was always just like oh well i've got game pass but like what games do i have available on it but they've really really like taken the time to curate that collection i think yeah i think one one thing that's really interesting for me is you know i yeah you know i came into games at a really young age like loved them my whole life but was always like a step behind because of the financial barrier Mm. and i always say like you know i'm i've got a few critical thoughts running around in this smooth brain of mine if i'd like if i'd been able to sort of nurture that i don't know that passion for games a lot earlier i probably would have been making games i think i like to think anyway and so i think i I think i'm just really excited at like the prospect of so many kids having this avenue opened up to them because they're gonna be able to afford it at yeah such a such an attractive price point and of course as well if you have game pass in whatever shape or form you can go and get it now for however much a month Mm. um you get access to that on pc which is you can literally on the Windows PC that's in front of you, you can go to Game Pass and play these games subject to your PC being able to do that, obviously. Mm. Um, and that in it, that's amazing. And now on Android that launched uh, earlier this week. Oh, really? Um, if you, yeah, yeah if, you, if you have an Android phone or tablet, you can connect up a controller and off your pop with um, the, the, the long the long experimented with xCloud. I'm right. not quite sure what it's called anymore. But basically Game Pass is coming to some Android phones. And they've oh. even gone one step further and they started to uh, redevelop some of the games. I know that Minecraft Dungeons, um, they've actually re- redone it with touch controls. So you don't need a controller. It's actually built on onto the screen sort of thing. So this is, I think this is the major thing that Xbox has got. Is it, And it was very interesting Oof, it was earlier this year, um, the CEO of Xbox or someone senior at Xbox was in an interview and somebody asked him, like, who's your best comp- biggest competitor? And I think their answer was Google. Ooh. And they were roundly mocked by the sort of player base. Mm. Like, oh, my God, don't know it's PlayStation. It's like, well, it's not, though, is it? No. Because you're talking about an, an environment that they've been very careful to build that is less about playing a console and more about mm. playing Xbox wherever that might be. Yeah, and it, it's and, and now the cloud st- stuff's coming in. Theoretically, I believe, you can use cloud saves. You can be playing a game on your sofa and then have to go and sit on a bus to work and you can pick up that game on your tablet or on your phone while you're on the bus. 
it's just yeah it's that whole thing of like bringing everybody into games which i think yes yeah is a constant message and i think they're executing it really really well if like x cloud i mean i i still have like dubious thoughts about like cloud-based gaming mm. i mean look at stadia stadia <laughs> whatever um but yeah i think yeah i think that sort of message is at the very heart of what they're doing and it's it's really great to see genuinely absolutely and i, I think you're absolutely right that is an interesting sort of observation around um, the, the the streaming and the cloud thing. I think you're right. Stadia um, is too early. We've always been saying that on on this podcast since last year, when Matthew was able to get a little hands on with it. Mm. But it's just something that I don't think people's internets are sorted yet, mm. and certainly the this in, this inherently relies on our five G network to be rolled out. Um, when people aren't burning it down because of weird cons- weird conspiracy theory, <laughs> weird oh conspiracy theories, which we're not getting into. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think it's, I think we're very much on the cutting edge, on the leading edge, if you will, of this, rather than necessarily being able to go and live this best Xbox life uh, immediately. Yeah. But anything else about Xboxes? Mm, I don't think so. I yeah, the last thoughts I'll sort of save until the end, but I think okay. I think that's, that's all Oh, I'd price say. points. Oh, um yeah. so <laughs> the obvious fucking thing. Um so uh yeah, so again, Microsoft the the, the biggest rumors that I think that were coming out um even as late as like July August was this was you see all these news headlines are like, are they going to be topping $600 or are they going to mm. be sort of topping those sort of like, so when they announced it at that very comfortable sort of $499 uh, for £499, um, it, it, it actually, I, I felt like that was an amazing kind of two fingers again to PlayStation. They really kind of like, not only are we giving these things away practically, uh, but also you can get them on finance and everything else. And I, I imagine immediately there were massive conversations with accountants at, at, at sony everyone was just like yeah what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like reams of calculators and stuff that like being produced to try and calculate <laughs> just how much they're going to lose if they if they if they price matched um yes i have an issue by the way with people again that can't do maths because 499 us dollars is not 449 british pounds it is 378 British pounds. Who I've done the maths. Earth was saying that. What dummy was saying that? Like, what? That's what the prices are. For the, the, the price for Xbox and, and PlayStation, obviously, yeah. as, it, as it was revealed last night, is it's 499 mm-hmm. US dollars for 49 British pounds. Yeah. That's the prices. Yeah. But if you actually convert 499 US dollars to British pounds, it comes out at 378 British pounds. Yeah. We are being overcharged. Oh, by I see what you mean. About right. eighty odd quid. I mean, hasn't it always been like that? Haven't we always yeah, ended up paying a little same, bit more? Yeah. Same as Apple products. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm an absolute sucker for Apple products. He says, sat, sat, surrounded by phones and iPads and <laughs> watches and talking on a Mac and whatever else. Literally but on a Mac, have my iPhone. We yeah. exactly. We literally get rinsed. And I think somebody pointed out that it's to do with obviously uh, international trade, yada yada mm. yada. Um, but also the fact that in America due to the unique way your economic system works 499 is not what you pay because then you add sales tax on yeah. on as well it's that really annoying thing when you go to an american shop and you gather up your groceries and you go to the till and you sort of run a little total in your head and it's like well that's ten dollars that's ten dollars and the cashier asks you for 32 dollars and i'm like what what oh, <laughs> Why do you, this is ten dollars and this is ten dollars but it's because in the uk our tax is quoted as part of our total price whereas in the us just to be extra com- uh, convoluted uh you because on, on tax on state level and federal level and Ugh. town level and whatever else all get pulled out of the thin air and random numbers get applied to your uh, to, to your tax bill so unnecessary. anywho <laughs> so uh yeah I, I still feel slightly aggrieved that the math doesn't work but there we go playstation now um imagine the opposite of everything i just said for xbox uh PlayStation, when they revealed their massive console, <laughs> which is just like the Burj Khalifa of consoles. Oh, um, my God. Uh, with some uh, just weird kind of winged 
uh, design that ju- just looks like a, a, they got the intern in that's got ADHD or something, and then just the guy just went crazy with a box of crayons, and we're like, yeah, that's cool, let's do that. You are going to make me out to be some sort of PlayStation fanboy with the way that I'm going to end up defending them here. <laughs> How dare you? So for starters, I just want to say I'm a very objective person. I can look at things with nuance, but I... so. I, I kind of like the design of the of the PS5. It's very like, you know, new space age. I just wish they'd picked a color. Either do it all in black, do it all in white. What is the straddling of two worlds? Stop that. I just wish it was like one solid colorway. The problem is, is because they use that kind of like black and white thing and, and it looks like somebody's just wrapped a piece of A4 white paper around a router. Stop. No, it doesn't look like that. It does. And then, and then of course, supersize the bloody thing to a point. Somebody did when they first, when they first showed the pictures of it, I remember sitting under lockdown when you had nothing else to do with your life, um, showing the pictures of all these sort of the videos uh, of the big reveal. And it was like, okay, that looks weird, but okay. Um, the first question I had was, can it go on its side? Cause my God, that's tall. Um, the answer is yes, it can. Yeah. Um, but it looks even worse on its side. Um, and but then somebody went okay and somebody amazingly had the time to do this but they took the measurement of the disk drive as a reference point and then was able to extrapolate because that's a standard measurement because it's obviously yeah. got a fair disk in yeah, yeah and then was able to extrapolate the height and the size and everything else and then put it up against all the other consoles and it just became how obviously massive this bloody thing is to a point people were like well if i stand it next to my tv i'm going to not be able to see the tv oh i have to i've I've got to choose between whether i put the lamp next to the tv or the playstation 5 do i have to knock through into the dining room to fit it in (laughs) i i don't mind it because like i mean i quite like the um i do quite like the sort of angular shape that the ps4 has um Mm. i just like on its side the ps5 reminds me of the ps3 actually which I don't, I don't mind. I'm like, yes, I can sort of the, see the how first they... one. Yes, because there was yeah. a lot of PS3s, there lot of wasn't there? Yeah, but the Just first like chunky one, the real fat one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the one before we went on a really big diet and <laughs> a big <laughs> bit of gastro surgery. Um, to be honest, when when it was first revealed on the video, I remember sitting watching the presentation um we'll come into it just this bit in just a sec but i remember watching the presentation going being blown away by the amount of games that were coming to the playstation 5 but then the big reveal which by the way lasted about an hour and a half um because those stupid cutscenes. but when they finally revealed it it was just like oh god what have you done (laughs) it's like i i was so like i don't know how to feel about this but it's i mean look it's it's like i say it's the it's the complete opposite from the xbox box um which is just a box and this is like the gone the opposite way the 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 one thing that made me absolutely giggle i think for since november last year was the leaked air yeah, commas again the leaked uh press box that was floating around uh various websites going and and even made it into some of the tabloids and some of the main newspapers going the new PlayStation 5 revealed. And it's like, nope, that's a dev kit. That's, oh, um, I remember And that. it's the ugliest looking dev kit because it's just a dev kit. But it, and it all with all these different lights and buttons and whatever else on the front of it. It's like, are you, are you absolutely kidding me that, <laughs> that that would be what would be released? And then when the like... PlayStation 5 came up, I was like, actually the dev kit is not looking too bad. Oh no. So the, um, funny, the dev kit looked like a, it looked like a love child between the original Xbox and like a spaceship. And I was like, I'm kind of not too mad at this. Everyone was like, it's so ugly. I thought it was all right. And then I saw this, I was like, mm, they're not too dissimilar. This is like a polished turd version of it. I make it sound <laughs> I, like a hater, but no, I don't. I think if, I think if we hadn't have gone through a phase where Xboxes were getting boxier, and the PlayStation, as you say, the PlayStation 4 being basically an, a box, but that had just been slanted slightly, um, that we had some like, interesting lines. I, I I think we were expecting something a bit more modest. Mm. But if, you know what, if, if we'd have kept running on from the sort of like the really groovy, literally kind of PlayStation 2 uh, idea, I yeah. think 
the five probably is not that outrageous. But why white? <laughs> why why white? white? I mean, I say that. We I have all a know white how PS4. white plastic goes. It goes yellow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have a white right, PS4 we... and it's, um, oh. it's very dirty. So. <clears throat> Is that the games you play or is that how you don't, don't clean it? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, okay, now, um, PlayStation 5. So let's let's stop bashing the box. Um, technicalities. Two issues. They're, they're identical. Uh, one with a sort of bulge for the drive, one without the bulge, um, which is PlayStation, uh, the physical and the digital. The, unlike the uh, Xbox Series S, there is no long-winded need to sit here comparing specs because it is exactly the same it's just one's got a drive and one hasn't what amazed me i think was the price difference Mm. for what's inherently a disc drive um i was thinking that the second they announced they weren't going to do anything like an entry level thing i thought okay so obviously one's going to be maybe 30 or 40 pounds cheaper than the other but to knock a 100 quid off that's a pretty that's, that's a, a pretty big yeah and there's there's yeah there's because there's arguments for both right because i was talking to like friends about this who were like oh like it's a no-brainer for me i'm going discless because i download everything but then i was sort of thinking about you know we've touched on this with like games pass and stuff game pass rather um there's there's no real way to preserve video games and so i like i have this very almost like compulsive attachment to my discs so i'm like well yeah, but but that a hundred pounds off—that's that's quite a substantial yeah. bit of money for. A, it's for a it's it's console. something that you, yeah, <laughs> it's something you really have to stop and think about. What's um, listeners to the podcast will remember back uh, a few episodes ago when I had Izzy on, and we were actually talking at the time because um, we were talking about digital stuff because obviously we, I think we we're just about to go through E three at the time, so we were talking about like digital presentations and and digital gaming and whatever else and i think izzy made a really good point which was a lot of people um are so used to the physical nature of games there is something inherently lovely about picking a game taking the disc out putting the disc in there is Mm. still something good about that and tactile and i think one of the biggest challenges that i think we both identified in that podcast was well what about resales what about being able to go to your local game or GameStop or wherever you are in the world and thumb through the the sale rail or the sale box or the pre-owns or whatever else that the, the the model's not there yet and we're not seeing um we're not seeing PlayStation or Xbox or or Nintendo ha 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 give a di- give give a discount um because on their stores in the same way that Steam does like burning the st- the, the sale down to like 4 pound a game sort of thing mm. i think to make digital work properly, there's got to be a huge step forwards in how you are able to sort of do stuff on sale. Um, and I think as well, <laughs> given one of the videos that debuted last night uh, as part of the presentation, it would be good to know how to buy a game secondhand so you're not necessarily giving money to a transphobic turf. Yeah. So if, if you do want to play the game that shan't be named by the author that shan't be named uh and you want to try and do that in a slightly guilt-free kind of way then logically playing it pre-owned where somebody else has paid the money Mm. to her then there is always that but it still feels a little dirty if i'm honest yeah Um, i yeah i'm more for because i mean there's no way i'm touching that game with a 10-foot pole but yeah like piracy is I don't know anything about that. I am not very tech savvy, but that seems like a very slippery slope to start running down, I think. But. Oh, totally. I, I I think I meant I certainly wasn't endorsing piracy, although if there is one author to do piracy to, hey. it's her. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what I was talking about is if you, you don't want to buy that game firsthand because sure. your money is going directly through residuals uh, into a transphobe's bank account yeah whereas if you pick that game up secondhand off ebay or secondhand uh from gamestop in the sale in in, in the pre-owns or something mm. then at least the money that you're paying that time uh it's isn't going, going yeah but to be fair you're already playing something with a little bit of blood on your hands yeah so just give a donation to mermaids there that's, we go that's, that's it that's probably enough if you want to buy the game just donate it to a trans charity they'll Done. love it um 
cool, we're not talking about that again. Back to PlayStation 5. Lovely presentation last night. I thought we had some fantastic games. And I'm talking about games specifically because I think this is where PlayStation and Xbox are setting themselves apart, is PlayStation do seem to have a lot more exclusives coming their way. Uh, this is the, the thing. So where Xbox are doing this whole, you know, games are for everybody and we're going to try and make it available in so many different places. People are like, oh, well, you know, Sony and PlayStation are just creating this exclusive club, which can be a negative thing. I, I, so I certainly see that. Like, even as I say that, that sounds quite negative. But also, I, I kind of like that it feels like this bespoke club that I'm a part of, you know? Um, you know, I like bougie things. And so, you know, the <laughs> thought of being part of this club where, you know, I got to play like Horizon Zero Dawn and, you know, Spider-Man and other people who were on other consoles didn't get to experience that. I know that sounds quite terrible, but it, it does make you feel a certain way. And I think, I mean, that has obviously stoked the flames of this whole console war. But I think it, it yeah, I think they have been able to create a bespoke platform pretty well, I'd say, with the offering. I think it's really interesting. I, th I think that the way you summarize that is, is is exactly right. I think it's a case that Xbox tend to have or are trying to have this environment that everyone can dip into. Whereas PlayStation with their one, uh, with their one console that plays exclusive games, particularly a lot of JRPGs, obviously through, so through Sony as well. Mm. I think that is, they're presenting you with another offering that yeah. on the one hand you've got, um, your open invite to join games in whatever way or the other hand is very much a kind of you've got you buy the console you play the games and that's your little thing mm. and i can I, I get that completely what was interesting about the playstation uh, presentation last night was that the word exclusive was used in ways that maybe aren't quite as exclusive because we certainly opened with the massive reveal of final fantasy 16 and 16. I was gooped, gagged, How? all the things. I mean, okay, so huge, huge love to Square Enix to yeah. keep that under wraps for this reveal. Was. I mean, I, this is this is where, okay, I'm, again, listen to past podcasts about this topic, but I am 50-50 over whether mass large-scale gaming events really should be going ahead or not. I think some of them are a bit too excluding. I think they're a bit ableist. And mm. I think that um, actually this, this more digital sort of idea presentations is possibly the future. Yeah. However, can you imagine what E3's hall would have been like when Final Fantasy 16 logo came up on the screen? That would have just been, yeah, I, I, yeah, you've sort of just summed up my feelings perfectly there. It's like, yes, obviously we should be, you know, working towards a more digital and, you know, just a more accessible mm. offering with how we do events. But yeah, that sort of electrifying, like, oh, just that hype. Yeah. There's, there's no other word for it. I think yeah. it's just, you know, a really, really I think really that, that trailer would have taken the roof off of the LA Convention Centre. Or PAX East or wherever the yeah. hell they were going to announce it. PAX West, South, Middle, whatever. Um <laughs> It, yeah, that was just stunning. However, <laughs> after you got over that excitement mm. with the word exclusive on screen, it also then said, and on PC, and it's a timed exclusive. Yeah. So actually, it's not that exclusive. So no, no, it's not. <laughs> and funny enough, Xbox actually did this a lot, I think at last year's E3, where it was like, Exclu world exclusive and it was just the trailer that they showed yeah first. it's not actually an exclusive so <laughs> i funny I, th I thought it was quite funny that that happened in terms of like the exclusives that they showed but i think there's only one true exclusive unless i just wasn't yes. paying attention okay it depends how you def again this is mm. the sort of the slippery slope of the word exclusive um if we if you're talking playstation 5 exclusive then yes i think it was one mm. but We'll come on to this in just a second when we're talking a bit more about comparing and contrasting. But the word exclusive does not apply, obviously, to a lot of PS4 and PS5 because mm. there are a lot of games that are coming out that are available on, that will be available on PlayStation 4 over the next year or so. So all of the ones they've been vaulting as like these these amazing PlayStation 5 games, like Spider-Man Miles Morales, that mm. looks amazing, so and the new the, the new Horizon and everything else, that's also going to come out on PlayStation 4. Mm. But I, you don't have to you don't have to buy a PlayStation 5 but it's PlayStation exclusive so I get that. Exactly. And I think that 
again is that whole thing of you know i think that's them sort of trying to meet xbox at the whole you know games for everyone and trying to make it available in as many places as possible because i remember when the ps4 was announced and it was like right my entire catalog of ps3 games i can no i can't do anything with this so i think they really listened to that i mean we can't Mm. go further than the ps4 but i think it's great that you know we still for people who won't be able to upgrade as soon as like the console mm. comes out they are still going to have access to those games which i think is great i think that's really really wonderful absolutely i mean look so basically they don't uh talking about price again they don't have um the subscription financial model that xbox has got so this is very much a case of you need to pay the money mm. um I think that some last minute conversations probably took place over the past week about the price point. Oh, yeah. Because they match them, which I really don't think was the plan. No. Uh, I, I don't think that was the plan at all. I, I reckon they was... were going for like 500, maybe 550 yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think Xbox completely shot them in the foot for that one. Yep. Um, Good. And it was very much a case of your move. Mm. Um, I actually was expecting them to come out a little bit higher still. Yeah. I, I thought they'd have to come down, but I thought they'd hold the ground and yeah. come out maybe at 500 yeah. um, pounds, I should say. It has come out at $500, but $550 maybe. But So they've come out of that, but they're not doing any deals. Um, what's interesting is the cost of games that are already starting to be revealed. We're looking at around the £70 mark now for games. Which? So you're saving up your lunch money for thirty four ninety nine. Seems to have uh... saving up my lunch money for over two months now in order to buy one singular video yep. game. Like, this and let's not forget just... Robin's uh, Robin's little sticking point with games at the moment, which is that's probably just for the game, not for the DLC, yeah. which will set you back another thirty oh. quid. Which I... just give us the bloody game. Just give, Can we please just give us have a, game. a whole game for seventy pounds? That's a lot of money. Can I have the whole game, please? Wait. I don't then want to have to spend another 30 quid to get another character or to, to get the remaining 10 levels or something. That's just ridiculous and you're ripping us off. Listen, I do not claim to know anything about the biz dev side of video games. That is a world that is completely separate from me. I saw people talking about how games need to be more expensive, I guess, to like recoup production costs. Mama, this is garbage. Because like, what... <laughs> like what on earth goes on like i've been playing the um the final fantasy remake right and there's a lot of it that i like and a lot of it that's been like pleasant to play but a lot of it is just padding you cut this out that game would not have been as expensive as it needed to be like and so 70 pounds is a like that's hard to justify come on like calm the hell on if it was 70 quid and then that genuinely is the whole game then yes, I agree. Mm. Um, but I, it obviously is not going to be. No. It's going to be £70 plus then you can buy the season pass or this or that or have a have a, have a a platinum edition for <sighs> whatever and, and buy one that comes with a mask or, or whatever. It's just, ugh, whatever. Um, I think the other thing that uh, PlayStation had to adapt to very quickly um, that was kind of forced on them, I think, by Xbox was the... Uh, the streaming, the PlayStation Now. Now we just talked, we, we sort of hinted at how crap it was yeah. uh, a minute ago, but it's terrible. It's really bad. It's Did really they? Because I saw people, and maybe this is me jumping ahead a bit, because I saw people sort of saying, oh, and they've got their own version of Game Pass. Was I just like not paying attention? Well, I'd had a gin at that point. I was like, am, <laughs> I just, am I just drunk? <laughs> or what? Like... I, I think I was on my second glass of wine, so I was probably a bit foggy myself. But no, the. Um, that I think what people were getting at was there is PlayStation Now. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with PlayStation Now is theoretically, yes, you can get a load of games on it, but they're all streaming. So you've got to have good internet yeah. at home. It's not the Xbox model of you can download this game and then we'll take it back off you whenever we feel like it, which mm. is, is a bit weird. Uh, but what I really hate about PlayStation Now is they're sometimes only available for a weekend. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to play. It was the best will in the world. Even if I had the whole weekend, don't give me a Final Fantasy. It's like, here, have a 90-hour game and you've only got 48 hours to play it. What is that? What am I going to do? But what I think was interesting, that I, I feel like they probably threw in at the last minute, was the PlayStation Now collections, mm. or collection or whatever it's called, which is basically 
uh, the best of PlayStation 4 games that you can actually download. They're not streaming. You do download them. uh, And that's included. So great. That's a good step forward. So I think that that I would be surprised if that was their plan all along. But I think that the more the summer has gone on and the more the Xbox has really been leaning into its Game Pass plus its finance package and the all access and everything else, I feel like PlayStation possibly won the the back foot there and sort of thought, right, how do we, what we need to do something uh, in in, in the subscription space. Uh, I think it's a great solution. I think so. As somebody, like I say, that hasn't been on the PlayStation side uh, for the last 10, 15 years, um, the idea of picking up a console that on day one, okay, they're not PlayStation 5 games, but they're, they're games that I can play on my console. Um, if I, again, as a new entrant into, into the market, if I come home with that console, that massive console that won't probably fit in the boot of my car, um, it, it's, it, it's, um, it's the, the fact that I can turn it on, uh, pay my subscription to PlayStation Now, and there's, a, there's like 100 games that are ready to go then that's a good thing. Especially because they are, and they said as much in the reveal, that it's like genre, genre, generation-defining games, like Bloodborne, The Last oh, of totally. Us. Like yeah, those yeah, are yeah. big hitters. Like Those aren't yep. like, you know, I'm trying to, th- that's not Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> Who the hell remembers that game? I like Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, to be fair, says a lot about me, I suppose. <laughs> um, no, you're absolutely right. It's, mm. not, it's not Splatoon or something. No. It's like, a, it's a good sort of, it's a good game. Um, it's a good Splatoon collection hate. of games. The Splatoon stands are going to be your mentions for days. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't at me. Um, I don't care. The um, no, so you, you're absolutely right that they're not giving away shit. I think's the point. Unlike the shit they gave that PlayStation did give away um, back when all the lockdown started, um, they were like. As like, do you remember when they did that release of the special game for lockdown at home or something? Was it was it an Assassin's Creed game or I no, don't? It was, I the, didn't... It, it was the it was a very early Uncharted collection. Oh, oh yeah, no. not not four. It was like one and two, the the sort of like the really basic sort of like engines that are just clunking along. Which I um, think was a was PS Plus game else. months ago. Anyway, so I was like. But I think that the, the idea was they were, they gave you it. Yeah. They gave you the game. It's like you had two to choose from, and they were both like, I I probably could have bought this from like the bargain bin at my local garage. <laughs> <laughs> so so yes. Anything else about PlayStation? Um, I I don't think I no because we've spoken about the price. Who's talking about the games? I just had to make that point of yeah, like I think they are offering something a, di- a bit different, and is that okay? Only time will tell, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm probably still going to be a PlayStation stand, I think, and that's all. It's, it's, it's so, so comparisons uh, and and conclusions. Uh, I think your interesting point around it's a different PlayStation is a different take on what Xbox has given us. Mm. I think that's. And I think what's in, what is really interesting on the back of that is I don't think they're in competition. No. Which kind of invalidates the whole point of doing this episode because there are no console wars. <laughs> and it very much is a case of if you want a PlayStation that kind of blocks out natural light, then get a PlayStation. If you want a console that is available to play games on a variety of different platforms in a variety of different ways, have an Xbox or have both. Um it's it's probably quite obvious, um, but last night I pre-ordered the PlayStation Five. Did you really? <laughs> I am so shocked by that answer. Genuinely, genuinely, honestly, I, we stayed up to like half midnight and put a pre-order in, and we got one. Um, I mean, I'm jealous because okay, I will tell you for why. So I've been playing Xbox, like I say, all my adult life. The the idea that Xbox will still continue, obviously, it's not going away. Um, but also the idea that I can also play that on Android, I can play it on uh, laptops, I can play it on a computer. It means that whatever happens, that Xbox is going to stay with me in in my life. And that not just through the console, which is probably aging a bit now, but also I could still play, if I got a decent gaming PC, I could, st- I could still play Xbox on my gaming PC. Mm. So logic dictates to my brain 
that PlayStation 5 is the way forward in, in the next-gen console space because, as we, as we just talked about, you said about, obviously, the PlayStation 5 is a more exclusive club in the sense that that's the place where you buy the console to play the games and then that's it. You don't do anything else with it. Um, so for me, the, the, the best combination for me was, was PlayStation console and the Xbox environment kind of rotating around the rest of it, basically. I think that is such a good point and one that I hadn't even considered. I genuinely thought you were going to say, "Oh, fuck the PlayStation 5." But no, I'm I'm like very very pleased to hear that. And it's not because I have this weird allegiance to um PlayStation, but I do think what they've been able like I think them and they started doing this from pretty early on is that they've really invested in, you know, uh, first party titles and I think that's only helped them in a very specific way which you know others might mm. argue the opposite of but i i do think that is a different experience and that's fine like i don't think that you know them curating games in this very specific way is detrimental to the games industry not at all because i mean if you come down to it like you know bloodborne in and of itself is a pretty inaccessible game for example and i don't think that that's a bad thing sometimes different experiences work for different people and and that's okay i think what it shows is that we've got this very broad spectrum of different experiences in various different places and you know for once it's actually more accessible and affordable than it's ever been i say that ironically as you know games are going to start retailing at 70 quid but at least steps are in place to kind of limit the damage on that on one side. And the controllers anyway. are like 70, 80 quid now oh, as well. Don't stop. Forget. I mean, and that's across the board because like the Switch Joy-Cons are like 80 quid as well, which is just... That, that's obscene. Which actually reminds me, there are some wild cards, of course, in the console wars. Mm. Um, there is the sort of the long, the long rumoured Switch 2, um, which was semi-leaked out into the news through... Um, one of those kind of boring Nintendo um, internal business yeah. plan documents mm. that it's coming. We know it's coming. Mm. There's, there's one in, in development. Um, but in the same way that PlayStation is PlayStation, Nintendo's Nintendo. There isn't a war. You, no. you don't have, cause, because an, an Switch by definition is a completely separate kettle of fish anyway. It's never gonna, I mean, okay, I, I say never. The, the new Switch 2, I, I would love to see it be able to play 4K docked. Mm. Um, I think it would take a bit of technical jiggery-pokery to be able to do that and then pick it up and go and play the same game to maintain that kind of Switch dynamic. Um, but I think the Switch is the Switch. Nintendo's Nintendo. People play Nintendo and PlayStation and Xbox and PC and everything else. Um, Stadia, Stadia, whatever, mm. that's... Skip. Um it could be good, but I think it comes back again to the sort of full circle to what we're talking about with streaming. Yeah, it, we're not, we're not ready there yet. Not at the, all. the we don't have the network. Not enough people have got the fast internet. Google, by the way, have a website that you can go to, and they they run a speed test, yeah. and it, it basically tells you what kind of Stardia experience you can have. Um, and unless you can get, I think thirty megabytes a second is kind of average Oof. Stardia experience. That's like, Which and that's still. I don't think I have like living in London even. No, no, mm. that that's that is above average fiber. Yeah. Um, to get 4K streaming, you've got to be on 100 megabytes a second. That's that's heavy. That's a heavy price a month. Oh no. So uh, yeah, and and also as, as Matt pointed out with his review of of the Stadia, that not never owning a game. Yeah is scary yeah because you could plunge hours into a game and then i mean okay let, let's take Fortnite as a good example mm. with the ongoing sort of like the the the, the battle um, imagine if you were playing Fortnite or whatever else and then there's a massive falling out between google and the uh the the, the, the developers and the, and the publishers and suddenly your game is just yanked away because it's not like you, at least with Fortnite, you could just switch it all off and play it offline. And so yeah. long as you don't want to update it, you're okay. But with Stadia, it's game over because you don't have any physical uh, relationship with that game. No. And like, I'm fine with not owning like my box sets, even though I still do have like box sets of like DVDs and stuff. I'm fine with not owning my music. 
I'm not fine with not owning my games because those are really expensive. And for the reason that you said, like, that's a lot of hours spent. And then one day, if that all switches off, I yeah. would be fuming. I feel the same way about Stadia, Stadia, whatever, that I do <laughs> <laughs> about VR. I just think it was too premature. I think it came at a point where we just weren't ready for it. Not everybody has the infrastructure. There's no mass appeal there. And unfortunately, that's why we're seeing it kind of stagnate. Both of them, really, even though there was the whole Oculus Quest like reveal the other day. But I think VR is only ever going to get to a point when you can be fully and i think oculus are getting there mm. but i think it's when it can be fully wire free yeah uh gaming i think the problem that obviously with ps vr is that you have this massive headset that a weighs a ton so you're getting like neck ache and you're getting like <laughs> spinal compression um but also you're wired to the box mm. so you're doing all this experience and this wire is slapping you in the face it's taking it's just taking you out of that experience yeah. immediately I believe one of the latest Oculuses, and I think the HTC one as well, is starting to become self-contained. Yeah. So it's its own onboard computer. But then, of course, look at the size of the PlayStation Five um, and and the and and the Series X. Imagine trying to having to try and balance one of them on your head with all the VR stuff for the for the cooling, and, and you're not going to get that much. games experience. No being it while it's at that kind of size don't make me work for my games just no it's just not realistic for me not yet anyway exactly uh and then of course there's pc and i'm not a pc gamer so i'm not going to talk about pc no i um i moved back home recently and i was like doing the numbers not paying rent in london saves you a lot of money um (laughs) and i've realized it's pretty feasible for me to buy a pc soon so i think i might be uh I was going to say PC Master Race. God, I hate that stuff. No, um, but no, yeah, no. We're I trying think... to stay positive. There is no console wars. There is no, the whole point. yeah, there's none of there that. There is no console wars. No. Sorry for people. Sorry for leading you down this path, everyone, of of calling this episode the console wars. <laughs> but the grand reveal at the end is it's not a console <laughs> war. The console war was the friendships that we made along the way, or some. <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> no, stop being JJ Abrahams. Um, <laughs> the uh no so yes okay all right I'll, I'll i'll admit that the pc is is on my list it hence me saying that uh that might solve the xbox uh, issue mm-hmm. so i i get in the p get in the ps5 and then there is a longer term plan because it'll get a gaming pc that will be able to satisfy the xbox side of things and steam and epic and every other platform um Mainly for work, obviously, for the the industry that we're both in. Um, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff, obviously. All the amazing indie games yeah. uh, that exist on stream, uh, Steam. So it's really good to have that. However, um, we can't really enter it into this conversation purely because um, it's, its own ca- it's its own beast. And it's not a console. It's a device. And it's something that has a thousand almost an infinite amount of combinations and ways and means of building the damn things so to the point uh, where it's as a like to like comparison yeah. of of new uh, of next gen games consoles versus pc that, that again two very separate kettles of fish yeah Absolutely. to thrash that analogy to death so there we go um sorry for wasting your your hours of your time listening to a podcast talking about console wars and then ending up talk, saying there is no there is no war we ended uh, the war that's what we did we, ended we literally it. We, it was so boring we, we ended the war <laughs> um i yeah look the long story short is that consoles are a tool for you to enjoy games in whatever way you want to enjoy them and if you need that to be a low-cost price efficient entry point great there's there's a console for that if you want it to be amazingly high performing with all the teraflops you can fit into it there's a console for that if you need something to double as a paperweight then there's a console for that um there's 101 different things and i think the whole point is that you uh just stop please just stop blowing up twitter with the the console wars it's it's distracting and it's disingenuous and I think it's almost embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing and and frankly you've embarrassed yourself. So there we go. Strong telling off from the gaming podcast. Uh, but yeah, 
Look, if if PlayStation and Sony can get on with X, sorry, if PlayStation and Xbox can get on with each other, uh, then we can too. Exactly. So I think I think we'll leave it there. There we go. Shay, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I had a blast as usual. It was great. Loved it. Excellent. Uh, that's the end of our episode. A big thank you to Shay and an even bigger thank you to you all for listening. We're going to be back in two weeks with our next episode. But in the meantime, keep up with all the LGBTQ video gaming stories on Gaming Magazine. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter so you don't miss any of these amazing stories. We are at Gaming Mag. Take care. See you soon. And goodbye. Goodbye.